Hi, and welcome back to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. I'm Emma Sue Prince, and I'm joined by my producer, James. Hi, Emma Sue. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. So this podcast is all about putting you into the driving seat of your life. And these seven skills will make you so much happier and help you to live a life of meaning and purpose just by using these skills every day. So... So far in the series, we've talked about using improv in your life, and we've talked about the importance and the impact of having a great morning routine. We've also talked about critically rethinking your social media skills, and we've had a great interview with Thomas Cox, who's the managing director of the Corinthia London. Remember, too, that if you want more, just buy the book. Seven Skills for the Future is out now in all major bookstores and on Amazon and other online retailers. So, Emma Sue, what are we going to be talking about in today's episode? So, in this episode, I want to talk more about empathy. So, I used to have a deep fear of dogs, and I avoided them all my life because as a child, I was bitten by one. And then three years ago, we got a golden retriever puppy named Oscar, and I became a dog owner. That's really interesting because I had a very similar experience. I wasn't bitten by a dog, but I was uh, chased by one when I was very, mm-hmm. very small. And I was actually I was scared of dogs until I was a teenager. But unlike you, I've never I've never owned a dog since. So I'm really interested how this has affected you. What, what have I missed out on? I totally get that because if you've had an early experience like that, it will influence how you feel for quite a long time. And so it was a big step for me to get a dog. But I have to say that Oscar has taught me so much about empathy. So I want to talk in this podcast about how we can actually learn empathy skills in most situations and how I learned it from Oscar and and why we absolutely have to try and look for everyday situations where we can practice empathy and how using empathy can really transform our personal and professional relationships. Great. Okay. Let's see what I can learn today then. Let's begin at the beginning. What is empathy? Well, empathy can be a misunderstood skill because it's often confused with sympathy. And, you know, we express sympathy very, very easily, you know, feeling for someone. But actually, empathy is much more about experiencing what someone else's emotions and feelings are in the moment. And most importantly, without judgment. And that's really hard for us to do because we tend to rush in, you know, we want to help, we want to give advice, we want to judge the situation, give our view. And quite often, it's just simply sitting with whatever is happening with that other person. So it's a great skill for really transforming our relationships and it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to agree with what someone else is going through it can just mean acknowledging and validating and I'll give you an example of this because one of my clients was telling me the other day that at work 
he tends to have the same interaction day after day with this particular person who wants to kind of download, and this is his words, wants to download a ton of information to him. And we discussed the relationship and we discussed its relative importance because it's a work relationship. And the easiest way to act with empathy in that kind of situation, like when you don't feel like it, is to validate the other person. So that can be as simple as, great, thank you so much for the smile. And then that other person walks away from that really short interchange feeling positive, feeling good. And that kind of situation is really important when it comes to work. So why is empathy such a hard skill to master? It's largely because we do tend to judge things quite quickly. You know, we operate all the time from inside our own little bubble, our own perspective. And so we judge everything from that bubble as well. And so it takes real effort to be willing to be able to step out of that and be really present with someone. So really, truly listening and being okay with what somebody is saying or doing is hard work. And I think we, we find it harder and harder now to really be present in, in a lot of situations that we're in. So let's talk about Oscar and what he has taught you about empathy. When we first got Oscar, I, I had absolutely no idea how to deal with a puppy. I'd read a lot of books and tried to find out as much as I could. And I wanted to be willing and open to having a puppy because my family really wanted to get one. And I kind of got to the point where I was thinking this lifelong fear of dogs I just need to kind of get over it and get on with it but actually the reality was was quite different and the very first thing I had to sort of begin to understand was that dogs don't speak English so no matter what I said to him it was not going to get him to behave the way I wanted and it was a waste of time so if I shouted at him or said things that I thought would have make a difference to his behavior wasn't going to work. So so the first thing I had to do was learn dog language. I had to learn his gestures, his way of communicating. And it was such an insight to me. I'd never experienced anything like that before. And it took a lot of patience and it took weeks and weeks of daily learning. And it really forced me to repeat the lesson over and over again until I learned it. It really did, like nothing else I've ever experienced. And I used to find it really hard to feel anything but anger or frustration when Oscar jumped up on counters and snatched food or jumped up at me because, you know, because I'd been bitten, I just had this fear that kept coming up every time the puppy, it was just a little puppy, you know, but when he would jump up on me, it kind of, you know, reactivated that that fear from long, long ago. So my responses were quite extreme. They were responses of anger, frustration. Um, I really hated it when he jumped up on me. And what I learned was that no matter how many times I got it wrong, because I got it wrong all the time, and I would shout at him, and I would just, you know, try to force my, my way of communicating onto him him and no matter how many times I got it wrong he showed me unconditional love just consistently and all the time so that was one big lesson I think for me in terms of empathy and the other was that you know dogs completely live in the present if they're out on a walk they're out on a walk they are 100% on that walk sniffing experiencing enjoying and because I know that being present is a key feature of empathy, Oscar taught me a lot about just being in the moment, being present and being with what is, because that's how, that's how dogs live. 
Your experience with Oscar shows us that it's possible to learn empathy then. Absolutely, it is. And my personal belief is that we actually must look for situations where we can do that, where we can learn empathy. Um, And this is really important because if we're talking about behaviour change and developing a skill, which is what I believe empathy is, it's an actual skill that we can develop, then we need to practice it in all different kinds of situations. You know, we're never going to be able to show empathy in a difficult situation if we don't know how to use it and tap into it in everyday situations. So if empathy is about listening and being present, we'll never do that well unless we actually learn how to be present, how to be mindful every day. You know, it's about sort of training your brain to do that. And it's easier said than done, obviously. So lots of the time in conversations or work meetings, it would really benefit us to pay attention and we don't. So yeah, it's important to practice it. So in what kind of situations in life can we learn and and practice empathy? Well, I think a lot of it, James, is about practicing it consciously. So like any of the seven skills, we need to do it regularly and uh, and often. So if you imagine a footballer, for example, they spend millions of hours learning how to manipulate a ball with all different parts of their foot. And they do it over and over again. And because they do this in that way, when the stakes are high, like in a match, they're able to look up and be present and, you know, make that winning move. So it's exactly the same with behaviours. So everyday situations present lots of opportunities. So simple interactions, whether it's interacting with family and friends or buying a train ticket where you're actually buying it in person. But those sort of everyday situations will always give you an opportunity to be present to connect with that person in that moment and you know if we can do that in small ways we simply experience a richer connection and it can make a big difference but let me talk about a couple of sort of quite specific examples which can kind of emphasize learning empathy or practicing empathy Um, so one thing that's quite good to do is if you go to a news site and you read a story about something Uh, someone experiencing something that you have never directly experienced. It could be in a sort of war-torn crisis situation or, you know, just something that you would never have necessarily directly experienced yourself. And take a moment to imagine yourself experiencing it. So this sounds quite simple, but it actually is quite difficult to truly imagine yourself in that person's shoes. Um, So that's about thinking hard about their particular circumstance. How would that affect your everyday life? What would it feel like to be that person? What sort of obstacles would you face? What opportunities would you have? So that's a kind of very conscious way that you could be um, developing empathy skills by doing that kind of exercise for yourself. But other ways are to become more aware when someone tells you something, become more aware of any kind of passing judgment that you might have, because it's quite instant. It takes a nanosecond for us to judge something. So just to become more aware of that and try to suspend it just for a second when we're tempted to pass judgment on someone because of something they've done or something that they've said you know or something that we think is wrong do we actually really know what's going on with that person so it's just being more aware of that and so a lot of that is simply putting aside your own judgments and thoughts for that moment and quite often when you do this you actually do find that your perception of that person or that situation was probably flawed you know there was some probably some piece of information you didn't have or something that you didn't know and you and you suddenly think aha gosh so that was what was really going on with them it's just heightening that awareness as often as we possibly can 
But surely there are times in life when it's difficult to have empathy for someone. Uh, How do we try and apply it in those situations? Oh my gosh, of course it's difficult. People we don't like, people that we don't get on with or we feel has done us a disservice or you know anything at all, there'll be lots of times when it's really, really hard to have empathy. Um, that's where you know things like practicing mindfulness on a regular basis is really helpful because it just helps you to be a bit calmer and a bit less reactive, just to have that small moment before you react, before you kind of go in <laughs> with, your, with your judgment. So that's one thing anyway that we should always be doing but the other is to kind of try to get a bit more curious about the other person so you know if you feel yourself making a judgment or having an automatic thought towards that person which is not positive then try asking a question try to get more information about the situation as much as you possibly can because there will always be a bigger story around whatever it is. So sometimes what can happen is if we don't like someone, we will tend to just really quickly have all sorts of other thoughts about them, which have nothing to do with reality at all. It's just kind of fabricated. So it's trying to understand their lives, where they might be coming from, what might have been happening for them that day, and to kind of cultivate this attitude that Everyone is actually doing the best they can with what they have. And and it's the same for us. So I'm doing the best I can with what I have. You're doing the best you can with what you have. And to try and cultivate that sort of almost like a humility in a way, you know, who are we to pass judgment on every single person that we encounter? So cultivating that, I think, is helpful. Okay, thanks, Emma Sue. Uh, Let's take a break. I'm going to have a think about getting a dog and uh, we'll be right back. It's time now to take a question from one of our listeners for Emma Sue. So today's question is from Louise from Italy. She says, I have a lifelong friend and now I find it really hard to communicate positively with her. She's got lots of problems and thinks I'm really lucky and have an easy life. We argue a lot. I'd like to help rather than cause her stress. Emma Sue, uh, what do you think? Oh, well, Louise, that's uh, that's really hard because when we have a friend for such a long, long time, you have so much shared history and shared experiences and life may have treated you in different ways and you have gone perhaps down different paths. So it's really hard and friendships do change over time. So I think the first thing I would say is for you to ask yourself, how important is this friendship to you? It sounds like it is important. So therefore, it's within your power, within your realm to actually do something about this and to try and find positive experiences that you can create with her in the here and now. So again, it's about suspending that judgment, perhaps just going out for a tea or a coffee with her, maybe treating her, you know, maybe if she's going through a bad time, that's quite a lovely gesture. So try to get back in touch with what connects you and create some positive experiences. And then when you do get together, let her talk about what is happening in her life. And then you've got that difficult thing to do, which is that suspending judgment, because obviously you know her really well. So your judgment's going to be 
perhaps even more automatic and even faster. So to try and do as much as you can to generate some positive energy into the relationship and make sure that any encounter you have with her is positive. So don't get drawn into arguments. Just look for ways that you can affirm her, ways that you can acknowledge some of the things that she's going through. And yeah, find that connection again. Okay, thanks, Emma Sue and uh, Louise. I hope you find that useful. I think that brings us to the end of today's episode. Yes, thank you so much for listening and I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for listening to the 7 Skills for the Future podcast. There are all sorts of things you can do to boost each of the seven skills. If you want more ideas, you can buy the book, Seven Skills for the Future. You can also go online to our website, Unimenta, and join as a member, and you'll be able to access more resources, ideas, and free downloads. If you have a question you want to ask on these podcasts, get in touch through Instagram at Seven Skills for the Future, or on Twitter and Facebook at Unimenta. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast player of choice.